God bless you all. What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Bible Read Aloud podcast. It's your brother Tim, aka Talent, with two L's, representing Young Nation Live. Um, yeah, happy to be here, man. The Bible Read Aloud. We read the scriptures, we offer light commentary with the hopes of edifying and encouraging you. But we also desire to grow with you. All right, I always tell people we never want to stop growing. All right. We run this race until the end. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. All we want to do is finish. All right. We never want to stop serving the Lord as long as we live. Amen. So we are continuing with our series, Common Biblical Expressions. All right. This is part seven. If you are just tuning into this series, this is your first time uh, on this podcast, uh, first of all, welcome and uh, thank you for being here. But I definitely encourage you to go back and check out the previous six episodes of this podcast, um, of this series specifically, not the episodes of this podcast, the previous six episodes of this series. Um, also, while I have your attention, do me a favor, leave a review, please. That would uh, really help get the word out. It helps the way the internet works, if they see reviews and activity and engagement with these podcasts, they put it in front of more potential listeners. So we want to get this message out. So help me do that by leaving a review for this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it. Um, yeah. Another thing, find one individual that you believe this information would be beneficial or edifying for and share it with them. Let them know, hey, I enjoyed this podcast. Check it out when you get a minute. I think you'll enjoy it as well. All right, um, that's it for the housekeeping. Let's get right into our topic. It is a good one. The common biblical expression for this episode is only God can judge me. Whoa, only God can judge me. Never said that before. <laughs> um, that's a popular one. That's a common one. Uh, so real quick. I don't have a guest with me with me today. I've been saying we this whole time, but it's really just me and y'all. So that's we, but there's no guest with me today. Um, so only God can judge me. All right. My initial thoughts on that topic is, first of all, this is not an actual scripture. This is not a quote for quote verse from the Bible. Let's get that out of the way. Out of the way. Um, but some other thoughts that initially come to my head is... Um, Oftentimes, I feel people will say this when they don't want their sins being pointed out or their way of living. Um, they don't want someone questioning their life. Um, they, they might feel like they do what they got to do. All right. And um, like only God can judge me. I'm going to do what I got to do. I got to handle my business. Don't you judge me. Only God can judge me for the way I live, for the decisions that I've made. This is like my my observations and my perception of why people would use this quote and how they use it or why they use it. Um, I'm not sure if the people who say this really understand God's judgment. Like that's a whole other point. I think I think they believe it is sort of God's opinion of them uh, rather than their salvation, which is at hand. Um, it's much deeper than they may even perceive, um, especially if you're not, you know, you're not well versed in the Bible. Like, how would you even know 
what God's judgment consists of if you've never read the Bible and um, you're not in a good, yeah, you don't have a great understanding of what that is biblically. Um, that's where we come in. <laughs> uh, the Bible Read Aloud podcast. Number two, how is it used? Well, again, this is my perception of what I see, what I hear, um, what I discern from other people who use it or even myself when I've used it in the past. I don't use it anymore. Um, but I, I see people using it as a defense mechanism. All right, They don't want to be corrected. So in their defense for the way they're living or the actions that they've done, only God can judge me. They'll say, they'll say that. Um, at times, it can even be a straight up excuse to live however they want. Some people are just like waving their middle finger in the air like only God can judge me. I'm going to go here and, and drink and do this, that, and the third party, sleep with whoever, whatever. Don't judge me. Only God can judge me. To me, people who use it like that, that's an excuse to live however they want, reckless as can be. Um, another way it's used is straight up out of context, all right, like from a biblical standpoint. So they're just, they just happen to be ignorant to what the Bible actually says about judgment or about sin in general. And that's not like a that's not throwing shade at nobody. It's like you just actually, you're not, you don't know what the Bible says about uh, judgment or sin. So you just don't know. Um, so you're using it out of context. And that's probably a lot of the individuals who use this quote, uh, this expression. Um, and then my last perception of how it's used is uh, perhaps they feel that others who too are sinful cannot judge them. Like you don't have the authority to, to judge you don't have the authority to judge me because you too are a sinner. You're sinful. Uh, they only feel God can judge them. God who is perfect and in charge of everything, only he gets that authority. That's a pretty good uh, way to look at it as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. So I, I feel a lot of people use it in that way. Like you, you've done this, that, and the third too. Who are you to judge me? doesn't make it right or wrong, but that is another way I see people using it. All right. So that being said, let's get into the meat and the potatoes and the gravy and the greens. What does the Bible actually say about this expression? Only God can judge me, quote unquote. I'm using air quotes. Um, so let's go to the scriptures. All right. We're going to start in, first of all, I'm going to be using the New American Standard Bible. That's the N-A-S-B. And we'll go to Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. All right. And I, and I say, let me read it first. Verse 1, chapter 2. The caption reads, the impartiality of God. Therefore, you have no excuse, you foolish person. Every one of you who passes judgment for in that matter in which you judge someone else, you condemn yourself. For you who judge, for you who judge, practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, you foolish person who passes judgment on those who practice such things, and yet does them as well, that you will escape? The judgment of God, do you suppose this? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness, 
and restraint and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. But because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Verse 6, who will repay each person according to his deeds. So, a whole lot was said right there. But the last point I mentioned of, about how it's used, um, th- I believe this verse touch, touched on that. It's like, who are you to judge somebody when you are practicing the same things that other person has practiced? All right? Um, yeah. So, he, and he, and he, go, he goes on to say, this is Paul the Apostle who, who wrote the epistle of the Romans, the epistle to the Romans, the letter to the Romans. Uh, Paul the Apostle goes on to say, um, you practice such things as well. Do you think that you'll escape the judgment of God? All right. Um, but I love the last part about, um, not the last part, but it was in verse 5. When he says, um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Verse four, he says, do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and restraint and patience, knowing, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? Wow. Do you think, do we think lightly of that? And I think we can, we might overlook that at times. Um, but God's kindness leads us to repentance. Wow. Um, it's all about relationship. All right. When we know God and his character, his nature, um, we understand that he is merciful. He is kind. But if we don't repent, if we don't come to repentance and accept and embrace his grace that, that is freely given, if we don't receive it, well, then he will cast judgment. He will not show mercy. <laughs> he will condemn all right but there is the opportunity now for forgiveness for everybody for everybody god is not slack concerning his promises as some men count slackness but is patient not willing that any should perish but that all should come to the knowledge of truth that all should repent all right so let us continue Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. Hopefully I'm speaking to somebody today. Whenever you're listening to this, always ask God to just, God, open my heart. Let this word speak to me. All right? I want this word to apply directly to whoever is listening. All right? No matter what you're going through, these scriptures have something for you. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it is. You know, receive it with an open heart. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1. This is Jesus talking. Do not judge so that you will not be judged. For in the way you judge, you will be judged. And by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you. All right? God encourages us to be like him. God is merciful. We should be merciful. God is forgiving. We should be forgiven. If we don't forgive others, he will not forgive us. If we don't judge others, 
or if we do judge judge others, he says right here, we will be judged by the same measure. All right, so if we go around pointing the finger, condemning people, we better believe that we're going to receive that same type of condemnation when it's our turn to be judged by the only real judge. All right. Um, so be careful. Be careful. As we talked about earlier, um, there is, we're starting to see, there's some truth in the fact that, quote unquote, only God can judge me. All right. Um, rightfully. All right. We're, 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 I'm getting to the, we're getting to the conclusion of this. Only God can rightly judge me is what some of these scriptures are pointing to. But I, I got more scriptures, so I don't want you to make your final um, interpretation yet. Let the scriptures continue to um, prove the point that needs to be proved. So when you're thinking about people saying this, only God can judge me. Well, if you take it to the scriptures, we can add to that statement. Like, hold up, don't judge me because in the same way you judge me, by your standard, it will be you will be judged according to the verse we just read. So let's keep going though. Let's keep going. Matthew chapter seven, verse five. So a little bit later, Jesus says, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. All right. So he's using these, um, he's using that example, but let's, let's make it practical. Let's use a, a actual example. Um, if you are pointing out the flaw of somebody else, the mistake, the error of somebody else, okay, maybe they, maybe they uh, gossip, all right, they speak bad about you behind their back, all right, before you go pointing that out, judging somebody, trying to correct them for what they done, first look at your own life and all the times you've spoke wrongly about somebody when they weren't present gossiped about somebody, all right? Again, if you're going to be addressing somebody about something they do, you better make sure you are innocent of that matter, okay? And if not, first, handle that with yourself before you go taking it up with somebody else, amen? Let's go on to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. And again, we're still in the New American Standard Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 reads, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive compensation for his deeds done through the body in accordance with what he has done, whether good or bad. So, everybody is going to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. All right? They're gonna, he's going to look at our deeds, what we've done in the body, the things that we've done, um, whether good or bad. All right, so um, keep that in mind when, if we're judging somebody, if somebody's judging us, God is going to judge all of us. All right, whatever we've done, good or bad, the things we've said, He's going to judge us. We have to appear before the judgment seat of Christ. All right. And we will receive compensation for what we've done. So just keep that in mind. Um, specifically, believers are right, because this letter, the first, uh, second Corinthians, well, 
all the letters of Paul, were written to believers. So um, we need to be extra careful. We may know more regarding the scriptures and the, and the truth of God and the Bible. Um, and because we know more, we'll be held accountable for more. To whom much is given, much is required. Um, us knowing the scriptures and the truth of God, we need to be extra careful when we are um, correcting others, instructing others, uh, because God is going to judge us according to what we know, according to what we've done, according to what we say. Um, so all this needs to be kept in mind. All right. So while maybe, I mean, while certainly worldly people, whatever people not in the body of Christ, non-believers will use the term like only God can judge me. Um, us Christians should be very considerate and very careful, I would say, before we cast judgment, correct, you know, instruct, redirect, rebuke somebody else. Amen. Let's go on to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. It reads, Preach the word. Be, this is Paul the Apostle writing to Timothy. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and exhort with great patience and instruction. There's some footnotes that I want to read. So preach the word. Be ready in season. The footnote for that means whether it is convenient or not. Preach the word whether it is convenient or not. Correct, so correct people, rebuke people, and exhort people, which means encourage people, uh, with great patience and instruction. With great patience. So as we are correcting people, even when it's not convenient, and we're rebuking people, and we're encouraging people, let us have great patience and great instruction. All right, we have to be wise and graceful doing these things. Jesus gave us some instructions. First, we need to remove the plank from our own eyes before coming at somebody else. Now, this is for believers again. All right, we can't, we can't expect the world to behave in this way, in this manner. But for us believers, this is how we approach people. All right, Jesus said, correct yourself first. Paul goes on to say, now we can address others, but let's do it with great patience and great instruction, all right? Whether it's convenient or not, in season and out of season, okay? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's extremely important, all right? Because what we don't want to be is a stumbling block. We don't want to seem like we're self-righteous. We don't want to turn somebody from, we don't want to, uh, hmm. a stumbling block, meaning we don't want to be a hindrance in their relationship with God because of something that us humans have done or said. Amen. So a lot of grace is needed before doing these things. It's always a good idea to go before the Lord in prayer before you address and confront somebody. Um, amen. Let's go to Matthew chapter 12, verses 36 and 37. And it reads... This is Jesus talking. 
But I tell you that for every careless word that people speak, they will give an account of it on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. All right? Jesus also tells us that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So, like he was coming at the hypocrites, the hypocrites, the Pharisees, who were mostly hypocritical, he was coming at them because their their words did not reflect their hearts. All right, they were saying things, but in their hearts, they were wicked and hypocritical. All right, we are going to be judged on our words. All right, so every careless word that we speak, we're going to have to give an account for it. So even me right now. In every single episode of this podcast, I'm going to be judged on the words that I speak. Lord, have mercy on me. Father, forgive me for, for when I err. Um, but I'm aware of this. And now, for listening, now that you've listened, you are, you are aware of this as well. Um, so judgment is certainly coming not just for, for our actions, but our words as well. Let's go on to Acts chapter 17, verse 31. Acts 17, verse 31 says, I'll go to uh, verse 30. So having overlooked the times of ignorance, God overlooked the times of ignorance. God is now proclaiming to mankind that all people everywhere are to repent. Because, verse 31, because he has set a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he has appointed, having furnished proof to all people by raising him from the dead. Who is that? Jesus Christ. All right. He has set a day. God has set a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness, in righteousness. So, you know, be encouraged by that. God is always righteous, um, but he's going to do it through Jesus Christ. The one he is appointed to. Okay? So Christ will judge us. Alright? He will judge the world. Okay? And uh, I just mentioned it. That he will judge in righteousness. Psalm uh, chapter 9 verse 8 confirms that. Um, or just an extra verse that affirms that. Psalm 9 verse 8 reads... Well, we'll go to verse 7. Psalm 9, verse 7 and 8. But the Lord sits as a king, as king forever. The Lord sits as king forever. He has established his throne for judgment. And he will judge the world in righteousness. He will execute judgment for the peoples fairly. All right. So, yes, we will be judged. Believers and non-believers. The whole world. But just know that God is a righteous judge. Jesus will judge us fairly. Amen. So, that being said, let's wrap it up. We will be judged. We will be judged fairly. We will be judged on what we did. We will be judged on what we said. Amen. God has a higher standard for us believers to to whom much is given, much is required. If we know these truths, then we ought to walk in them. If we don't know these truths, well, it's a different story. But you all who've listened to this, now you know what you know. 
All right, we have to walk in this. Um, let us be mindful when we are casting judgment or when, before we correct somebody, because the measure that we get, that measure that we judge someone, we're going to be judged. But we also have to look within ourselves to make sure we are not committing the same error that we are coming at someone else for. I'll I'll go transparent right now and be like, well, and tell you guys that if I feel offended or if somebody corrects me, a lot of times my first reaction is defense mode, all right? Rather than just receive the correction, receive the instruction, and don't try to look at uh, what this what the other person does, all right? Specifically is if if someone's correcting me for something they don't do, meaning they checked the plank within their own eyes, took care of it, handled it, now they're checking me, something that they don't do. I can't be like, I can't be like, well, well, you do do this, that, and the third. Like, no, no, no. We're not talking about this, that, and the third. All right. If you um if you have a bad attitude, so all right, they might be coming at me like, Tim, you got a bad attitude when you're supposed to be doing the chores around your house, cleaning your house. You always got a bad attitude. If they don't got a bad attitude when they clean the house, I can't be like, well, I can't be go, I can't go digging for things to digging up dirt on them, trying to be like, well, will you do this, that, and the third? No. Receive that correction as if it as if it was from the Lord Himself, Amen. Because the Lord corrects whom He loves. So if God wants to use somebody to tell me that I need to have a better attitude when I'm doing my chores around the house, so be it. Don't go into defense mode, Tim. Talking to myself. Um, <laughs> fortunately, eh, I could always improve my attitude about doing chores and mundane tasks around the house. So Lord help me. <laughs> uh, but continuing with our last thoughts um, Yes or no Only God can judge us <sighs> Okay Our eternal judgment comes from God Alright Our day to day correction Our corrections and the way we live That can come from other humans um, I believe God though I believe God can use anybody To correct us God is in charge of everything so maybe, maybe it is God who is just using individuals to correct us. Um, mm, so I can't give you a yes or no for that. I know people will cast judgment. Are they right for it? Well, it depends. It depends. All right. First, they need to remove the plank from their eye before they correct you, before they judge you. Um, but as far as like, uh, salvation as far, like I can't condemn nobody to hell and you won't catch me saying this person I, this like within the last year I've decided I'm not saying if so-and-so is going to heaven or hell well yeah I'm not saying that I'm not saying if so-and-so is going to heaven or hell because I don't know your heart so in that sense I can we cannot judge nobody on their eternal state okay but in the day-to-day -day corrections and things um, we can we just have to do it with patience and make sure we're not being hypocritical, making the same error that we're judging someone for. Amen. So only God can judge us. Yes and no. That's my final thought. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Share this conversation. If there's comments, an option to comment, do that. Um, but share this with somebody, you know, that you want to bring up this conversation with. I think this is a good discussion. Um, moving forward, I want to leave you guys with some encouraging thoughts 
to consider um, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It's actually a verse. It's a verse from the Bible. This is what I want to leave you with. There is therefore now no condemnation, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. All right, so if we make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, our salvation is secure. All right, and then God's mercy will be shown to us and we will receive forgiveness for all of our sins, past, present, and future, and we will have everlasting life. So to the non-believer, if you're going around saying only God can judge me, if you have the slightest bit of worry or uncertainty about your eternal state, about your salvation, and you're defending yourself for the sins that you may be doing, that you may be causing, or that you may be doing, know that if you really want to be secure in your eternal salvation, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you're worried about judgment from anybody, other people, from God, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you will be forgiven for the lifestyle you're living or the lifestyle you have lived, okay? Even if you like, I stopped doing all that years ago, but I, but I am not sure if that will affect my eternal state. Well, you can know today that you will be forgiven if you ask for God to forgive you and to come into your heart and become your Lord and Savior. You will be forgiven. And then, therefore, there will be no condemnation for you because you will be in Christ Jesus. Ask God to forgive you for your sins, past, present, and future. Admit you are a sinner, which we all are. We all have sinned. Ask him into your life to forgive you, and he will, and you will not be condemned. All right, for the rest of us moving forward, let us take the plank out of our own eye. And if we're going to come at somebody and correct somebody, we better be patient. We better be patient. All right? Love y'all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for this topic of discussion. I thank you for strengthening me to get through this, uh, giving me scripture and, and wisdom and commentary. I ask that you bless the listener, Lord. A lot was said. I ask that you speak directly to their hearts, that they may receive this word and apply it. I ask that the enemy does not pluck these pluck these seeds out of this soil, but let these seeds be planted and uh, take up root, Lord, and, and, and bear fruit. All right? Produce change in the listener's life. Change the listener, Lord. Change myself. Change our hearts, Lord. Make us more like you. Help us to be patient. Help us to cor correct ourselves before we go checking other people. All right, Lord. I pray that people's relationships with you are strengthened. I pray that people are encouraged to share this with non-believers or people who go around saying only God can judge me but don't really know God or the Bible. Speak to their hearts, Lord. Have your way. Your word does not come back void. It'll do what it was set forth to do. And I thank you for that. I thank you that our faith is increasing right now from hearing this word. We love you, Lord. We praise you because you're worth it. You get all the glory, all the honor. It all belongs to you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, go in peace. I love y'all. And stay tuned for the next for the next episode. All right, peace.
Support the practice or push some weight. Devil quick to hold your captive, he's counterfeit. Find the sin, you'll be relaxing while feeling great. This verse is sounding like my past till he broke me off the path. Took the nails about my casket, I felt his grace. See, I've been thinking about moving the masses, influencing them with positive thoughts and attachments. Steady building up an army for God, will it happen? Start tearing up the industry garbage with passion. Or maybe taking back the youth from the yoke of the dragon. Holy Spirit, been speaking, attention I'm lacking. You better read. First John chapter 4 verse 4 Greater is he that's in me than who's on this earth Man you should listen The lovers of this earth are cursed I was still in my ways, feeling myself with God checking me every day, telling me to put the flesh to rest. It was death to all of my old ways if I want to be blessed. Gotta stand out, I cannot be the same. If I'm gonna follow God, then I gotta show change. If I'm rapping for the Lord, I cannot let the stains of the past resurface. Dirty up his name. 30 something, he was worthy of the fame. Jesus was a young king with the sturdiest of reigns. Over two centuries, now till infinity. A kingdom that's unshakable, unbreakable. They don't make them no more, not like this. I was the worst, I was terrible, and now I switched. Came right over to the side of forgiveness. Gracious and merciful, that's why I'm different. Old me dead and gone like Justin T. Jesus equals salvation if we just believe. So I trust in He. Yeah. Broke every retainer bondage, I must be free. Like a Holy Ghost party